Today, you guys, I have Leslie Custer. It is much guide for women over 50 who also want to fall in love with life again. Leslie's message that it's never too late to create success, financial wealth, and a life of freedom. At the age of 55, Leslie took her clothing brand back from Bali from 50,000 a year in annual revenue to multiple seven figures in annual revenue at a point in her life when so many women begin to give up their goals and their dreams. Leslie says, you're just getting started if you choose and want it. She ignites the passion in women and reaches through her one-on-one mentoring, online courses, and social platforms, showing women how to choose a new extraordinary path. Leslie's new book, Money and Freedom, Seven Keys to Seven Figures for Women Entrepreneurs, will be released in 2022. It provides women entrepreneurs seven master keys to unlock a successful money-making business. Women business owners who have been struggling to build their business and life of their dreams are given the insights, principles, tools, and steps to claim their freedom and create the wealth they yearn for. Leslie, welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here and speak with you. I am so happy as well. So can you tell us a brief little, like, how did you get here? Like, what did you do leading up to this point um, that kind of decide, like, you know, at 55, you're like, like, it's time to turn it on. What, what is your short story? I know it's probably really long, but what is your short story? <laughs> yeah, the short story is that I've been an entrepreneur for a very long time. Like, you're, you know, now it's been about 30 years, but when I was in my early 50s and I started being an entrepreneur around 30, I got to a point where I felt like I was a failure. I actually had two businesses, I was running two businesses at the same time. And between both of those, I was not netting over like $60,000 a year. And I felt that even though I achieved a lot in my life in terms of like the my lifestyle and the quality of my life, the fact that I could wake up when I wanted to wake up and could work from anywhere, could work from home, I felt like I was not really living up to what I knew I could really do and achieve in my life. And it really was just like a moment in time where everything just sort of came together. I was sitting in uh, our little office where I used to we used to live at, and I just felt like enough is enough. I have to change something. And I just said to myself, there is no way I am waking up on my next birthday, not earning over $100,000 a year. And that's what I did. I love it. I love it. So why I'm going to start with some questions for you, because I really want to dive into the meat of it, because I, I I really want to focus on it's it's never too late. And I think that ultimately uh, that change is the hardest thing to do. And it doesn't really matter. Like a lot of times like you think when you get older, you become braver or um, some of the things that are built in from us from a young age kind of like lesson, but in my opinion, it's not true. I mean, age does give you wisdom, which gives you knowledge, which gives you a little power. But I think we also all have these things inside of us that can really, age doesn't matter. Um, and, and I really love your message that it's never too late. So why do you say it's never too late for a women entrepreneur to create financial wealth? And why does she really have to want it? Like, I mean, if it, you know, those are two different little things. Yeah, I'll start with like a statistic actually it's from Inc magazine and they actually wrote an article based on studies that a 50 year old 
woman founder of a business is more than two times more likely to be successful than a 30 year old. All right. So the statistics actually show that the older you are really between the 40 and the 65 year old woman entrepreneur, those are the years where you actually will be the most successful in your career, whether you're in a business or whether you're, you know, in a job. So that is something for all of us to really realize. But even though those are true, and these are the statistics, we all have this like idea that if we don't like make it by the time we're 28, or, you know, if we're not making it by the time we're 34, or, you know, or God forbid, you didn't make it and you're 45, and it's too late. And you know, you're now even you're comfortable, all right, you're comfortable, you're, you know, maybe you're married, and you have a partner, and you don't really, quote, need to make a lot more money. And then you start thinking in your head, oh, I'm already 45, I'm already 49, I'm already 52, I'm already 56, I'm already whatever age it is. And we start thinking, well, maybe I don't really need it any longer. Maybe I don't want to work that hard. Maybe I don't want to give up my morning yoga classes. Maybe I don't want to give up, you know, meeting my girlfriends for lunch. All of these things start happening in our heads because we're kind of programmed in our head that at 20, you should do this and 30, you should do this and 40, you should do this and 50, you should do this. And it's so not true. It is a little easier for me because I have two parents who like really have thrown out those ideas. My my father up until he passed at 60, sorry, at 86 was uh, doing photography shows and all kinds of creative projects. My mother who now is 86 is now working on her second book. And so I have a, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So for me, that belief that you don't ever in a sense retire is something that's kind of in my blood, but it's a, it's a message that's so important to get out there. I love it. And I come from a line of entrepreneurs too, but I also still think that I um, have programmed and programmed in me like what you should do. And I have to, I've had to spend a lot of time, not just from a business perspective, but a personal perspective. I think we all have these expectations of what we should be doing and where we should be and all of these different things. And it's like, let it go. Like everyone is on their own journeys, their own past, their, they had their own upbringing, their own wants, their own needs. And I think that comparison game that honestly we do it to ourselves is really what can steal so much from us uh, and us taking those leaps and different things and taking those, uh, you know, whether it be a business or a life change, that's what really can stop us. So I love that you have an influence and you're out there inspiring other women to do it because um, I think it's so needed. I think a lot of women feel powerless, not only in, um, not only at women in the entrepreneur space, but also um, in the financial space. I mean, I could say statistics, exorcistics, but I came from a place where um, I, I had a little bit of a cushion and then I've been divorced for four years almost. And um, it's like, there's no cushion, there's no fallback. It's now me and it's make, so your drive, like your drives over life change. And so you really, everyone has to ask themselves, what is the opportunity cost and what makes it worth it? Um, and a lot of times, some of the hardest things you can go through is what's going to teach you the most and really get you to exactly where you need to be. And I'm sure you can relate to that too. Oh yeah, of course. It's always the difficulties that move us forward. But I think uh, one of the 
big problems is something I call the princess tower syndrome. And even though not all women are in the princess tower, and what I mean by that is there's somebody to rescue them. There's somebody to pay the bills. There's somebody to help you out, whether it's a father or a spouse or a partner or a husband or, or whoever. And a lot of women, this is really, uh, in our culture, it's been really interesting because we still as women feel it's a badge of honor to marry someone who can take care of us. It's still in our culture this, that this is actually something that a woman should attain to, a strive towards, all right? I just want no one to take care of me. I want the ability to take care of myself. And good for you, but not and all women have that belief that they can and that it's even a value that they should and this is so much hurting women uh, and, and keeping them small. And this actually really needs, need, needs to change. And women need to really realize that they, they not only can they stand on their own feet, not only can they make the money they want and, and be independent, but this is the most beautiful, empowering, happy, and fun experience you could possibly have in life to be able to create the abundance that you want for yourself and, and your children or your friends or whoever. And it's a touchy subject because, you know, I have friends that are, that have given up their careers to be more at home. Um, and personally from, from my journey, I wouldn't do that because I would never want, you know, I would still, I, I just want my own thing, my own money, my own identity, all of that separate. But for some, like that's what they grow up. Like it's honestly what was modeled for a lot of them a lot of times, but it's what they grow up wanting to do and wanting to be. And I, and I want women that are listening to this to not feel like that's wrong because if, if ultimately that is working for your relationship and that's your journey and that's what's right for you in the season that you're in, um, that's your journey and that's okay. But if you're, if it's a woman that's listening to this and they know that there's something more in them and they want to do it and they want to like, go do it. Like, and I think so many of us out of fear or out of thinking we can't, or like all what you said, how we're raised to believe they don't even take those steps. Um, and I just really feel like women are just these amazing creatures that have the ability to be amazing caregivers and mothers, but also still be entrepreneurs and be able to stand on their own two feet and provide. And, um, I've been such a, such a crazy journey of myself. And I can say I've been in places where I'm like, I, what have I, what have I done? I don't think I can provide, I'm going to lose everything. And I've worked my butt off and I've, and I've been in other areas where I'm financially free. And sometimes even when you get to that freedom, like that emotional aspect is predispositioned in, like you're still in that survival mode, you know? Yeah. And so I, I just want women to, that, that no matter who you are and where you're at, that you're listening, that you're not comparing, you're really looking at yourself. Like entrepreneurship is not for everyone. No, it's it truly not. No. And I, so I just want to say that. And I, and I don't want anyone that's listening to this. It's like, well, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I don't have that in me. And it's just, it's not for everyone. Everyone's journey is different. And I think that we have to learn to give ourselves grace, but understand who we are. And if we are someone that has a burning desire to do something and you know, you have the skill, the skill sets and the ability to do it, maybe that's for you. Um, and, but again, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. No. And I also know a lot of women, I'm going to ask this next question. I know a lot of women that start a quote unquote business and they're running businesses, but they're not really making money. And it's a, like, to me, that's a hobby. 
Like that's not a business. Like you, unless you're having a net profit, you, you have your money coming in, you have your money going out and you have a net profit. Um, that's when you're turning it into a business. So, um, I think that it's okay for women to be like, I love business. I love being able to create that. Um, what do you say on that? I know that's a topic that you often talk about. I'll take it one step further. I want women to be able to stand up and vocally say, I love money. I want money because we need to start as women being comfortable with loving, wanting, and having money. And unless we start to free ourselves for, for, from these like cobwebs of what we think and we shouldn't be speaking about. And I'll tell you a story. I'll, I'll just like share a, a personal story about this. You know, I, as you said in the introduction, I was doing about 50,000 a year online on, in my business back from Bali, which is a women's clothing line. And I made that decision that I was telling you about that that's it. I'm going to build the business. And when I hit the seven figure mark, I started to feel like, you know, kind of ashamed in a way to speak about it. Um, I didn't want to make anybody feel bad. I didn't want anybody to think I was bragging. And I was in a private Facebook business group at the time. And at the end of the year, they asked us to post our, our sales. It was it was private, so I knew it would be safe. Well, I, I wrote a post. I was so excited. I had, I had passed over seven figures. And by accident, I posted it on my personal profile for like everybody to read. <laughs> and I was so freaked out about this because like immediately I was getting messages like congratulations. And I immediately took it down and act private message my friend who had posted and just said, please promise you won't tell anybody. All right. Um, it's like you were ashamed. It of was it. like I was ashamed of it. So I get it after that. Um, and, and then when I hit multiple seven figures, I decided even before that, enough of this 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 needs to be spoken about this needs to be shared women need to stop hiding and they need to stop also saying ridiculous things like i don't care about the money or i would do my business even if i didn't make any money because we are so programmed that wanting money having money um, talking about money is not feminine it's not it's not um, attractive. Um, it's not something that women are supposed to speak about. And this is keeping us from having money. Um, and if I can share just a second story, because after I did become public about it, I'll, I'll share what happened uh, with with my husband's friend which is that i i then did post publicly on facebook about about the the level of sales that i was doing in order to show women of what what is really possible and my husband heinz had dinner with one of his good friends and his friend said to him i really don't know if i should bring this up but i read leslie's post and i didn't think she was that kind of person Oh, and I'm so glad my husband came back and told me that because it's like the most perfect example of the shaming women do get when they do be step into their power and say, this is who I am. 
I did this, I'm proud of it, and you can do it too. So I'm on a mission to change this, that, that the women listening to, to really take control of their own empowerment and, and money. And, and I just want to add on to something you had said earlier, which is about women who choose to stay home and who, who are not working, is that when you do that as well, and that's a, a beautiful choice to have, to absolutely make sure you are a equal or stronger partner with the money that is coming in. Because this is something I do see a lot is women who are who aren't earning and the the most likely the husband is saying it's okay honey you don't have to deal with it I'm taking care of the money. And then who knows what happens in life um divorce or or health or or whatever and a woman could be in such a vulnerable position of literally not knowing where the money is or even how much there is so it all whether you're working or not working we have to take responsibility and 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 take off our our you know our our baby panties and put on our big girl panties and take responsibility for our life and what we create in our lives I completely agree. And I, um, from personal experience, I, I know that. And so I am actually, it's very aligned with my mission. Um, I a hundred percent stand and want women to be able to stand on their own two feet. And like you said, make sure that they're equal and they, they know, um, that's one of the things that I teach actually is start knowing, um, my numbers. And so I teach financial and that's part of the start planner and the whole thing. I want everyone to be empowered with money. And that's the one thing that's like not taught in schools. Women honestly don't know it. And it's like my thing that I love. Oh, yeah. And it's honestly, you know, I was very tuned into my business stuff, but I wasn't always as tuned into my personal financials until I really had to be. Um, and so I like deeply ingrained in me and my life mission is just making sure that women feel empowered that if they something's not right, if they need some sort of change, that they have the power to do that. Because ultimately, I think when you become powerless or when you become, you feel like you're, you're trapped, um, you have to make changes to be able to get that out. Yes. Um, and so empowerment is what I'm here to do. So I love what you're standing for. It's so aligned with um, what I do as well. Yes. but and, it, and it's not always easy to do this. And the reason why it isn't is because we're so entrapped in ideas of what we think it's supposed to be. Like just in my own experience, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, I, I, the, the values of my family growing up that I was taught from my mom and my dad was, was, you know, basically that like the guy's going to make the big bucks, you know, and I don't really have to make the big bucks. And so this was like, this was sort of like almost a, a a belief that that I really had in my own life, and and it was it was really keeping me from the level of success and abundance that I now have. And I and it, it, it the stories that went on in my head were things like I'm a spiritual person, and so I'm not going to focus on the money, or you know I'm not a money person, and you know you know free time and other things is more important to me. You know, I'm not that quote, that type of person. And, and, and these ideas that we have that aren't even ours, that, that they come from our parents, from the generations, from culture, they're all stopping us from, from our lives. I'm like big time stopping us. And when I started to realize 
what am I waiting for? Like, am I like waiting for, you know, my husband to get me this dream house that I want already? Like, am I waiting for, what am I waiting for? And am I so like incapable that I can't do this myself? And when I changed all of these and I started to really be honest with what I really wanted instead of pretending what I wanted. And this is something I'll just really be blunt about. I think women lie to themselves about what they really want because it's so covered up in what they think they're supposed to be wanting or what appears to be what they should want. But when we start to uncover what we really, really, really want, and I like saying really three times, and I learned that Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote the book, Eat, Pray, Love, she mm-hmm. years ago was on Oprah. And Oprah asked her, like, what's the key to success? And she said, you have to really, really, really want it. And the important part is saying it three times. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. So yeah, so you have to know what you really, really, really want and get really honest with it. And what shifted for me is I realized I really did want more money. And I knew, even I knew you like, you're not really supposed to say that out loud to too many people, uh, God forbid, but it is what I wanted. And now that I'm on, in a way, the the other side of it and that it, it, it did happen, it, it's the, it's what, it's, the, it's who I've become that has, is the, is the most important part is, is this level of confidence I've gained, the empowerment I've gained, the trust in myself I've gained, um, the, the strength, uh, the kick-assness, all of this stuff that I didn't really know was so much in me that has had the, the place to grow and, and become because I knew what I wanted and I went after it. We are gonna take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com, your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, Start Planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. I love it. Well, I think that let's finish with this. Um, You talk about, uh, I think it really ties in, authentic success and how to build your own definition. I think that we're all in different places and seasons of life. And for me, sitting here listening to this and listening to you talk, I'm a single mom. I've got three boys. I've got a 14-year-old almost that I've got four years left with him. So like my version of success and what I'm wanting and the decisions that I'm making is very different than maybe someone else. It doesn't, you know, but but also that, that the reality of all the different pieces that, because um, I have multiple companies. So the reality of all of those different companies and what they are when I'm deciding to move forward on projects, when I'm actually deciding to hold or, you know, making sure the flow of all those works. And I think that it's different for everyone. Um, how do you help other people build businesses that serve their own definition of success? Cause I think ultimately we see what quote unquote success is, but, um, 
And I know money is an aspect, but it's not the only aspect. So talk to me about that and we'll finish up with that. Absolutely. We, um, we need to know who we are and what is driving us. And so it really starts with a pen and a piece of paper um, or your computer and your laptop. And really for you to create your vision for your life, what your vision for your life is, how many hours do you want to work? How do you want to work? Where do you want to work? Um, what What is it that you really, really yearn yearn for? And I differentiate between wanting and, and yearning. And for an, an example of it is wanting can be, I really, really want a new BMW, for example. I really want a luxury car. But maybe what you are yearning for is a feeling of empowerment. So it is really important, again, to get honest with yourself and to get out that pen and paper, to take that walk in the forest, to bring out your laptop and start writing about what the vision of your life really is. What is it that you want to create and attract in your life? And it is different, like you said, for everybody. For some people, it could be I, I mean, you know, I want to I want to exit a $10 million business. I want to build something that's going to be a legacy for me. Some people, it's like, I want to work three days a week, and that's what I want to do. Or I, I want to be able to fund my children's education or, or whatever it is. Or I want to be able to buy, like, expensive pairs of shoes. What is it? that you want and what is the vision? How do you want to feel every day? How, 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 what are your friendships like? What are your relationships like? We have to ask ourselves these questions and really sit down and make time to figure out what it is. And once you do that, like for example, it's a life vision and I, I have, I create my life vision. It's all on paper and I have it printed out. It's about three pages long and I read it regularly. Um, And what is fascinating about doing these things, I started doing this actually about, about a year and a half to two years ago. And what is fascinating about it is how so many of these things are the life I live now. So again, it's about knowing what you want, being honest with yourself, getting it in black and white on paper, and then reminding yourself on it on a regular basis. I love it. Leslie, thank you so much for sharing your story, for being brave enough to, to share your numbers and own your truth and own your empowerment and help others to do that um, through your influence, your life, and your journey. Can you tell everyone where they can find more information about you, your website, um, any of that information? Yeah, absolutely. LeslieCooster.com is my website. And I have a, a free ebook and it's called Seven Mistakes Most women entrepreneurs make and what to do instead. And if you go to my website, lesliecooster.com slash seven mistakes, you will be able to download that. And in terms of social Instagram, Leslie Cooster official, I would love to hear from everybody. And thank you everybody for listening. And I hope this inspires you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Leslie, again, for sharing your journey. You guys go give her checked out. I'm super inspired. I've been going through her stuff and it's really goes back to, it's never too late. No, no matter if we're talking business or personal or whatever it is, it's never too late. Um, your journey is your own. And we hope as, as she just said, we hope that you were inspired and you're motivated and you make the action and change that you need to happen in your life. We'll be back next week with another episode.